Let's bow our heads. God, as we come into this place of worship today, God, may we be in all of the presence. God, not of the people, but of the Spirit. God, may we be in all of such, Lord God, that we can feel, Father, Lord God, like the wind that blows upon our face. God, that we can feel, God, your power. God, not just on the outside, Father, but on the inside. And Father, help us to feel that inwardly, Father, as you speak to us, Lord, today, each and every one of us. God, you brought us here and you will speak to us in a way that only you can, about a way that only you know about. And God, I pray today, Lord God, for each and every one that is here, Lord God, that God, that you give them, Father, Lord God, that window to their soul. God, that you give them that enlightenment, Father, to where they stand with you. God, that you make them be aware, Father, Lord God, of every breath is a gift from God. God, and we live as though we will determine our steps, but your word says you have planned them. Your word says you have an appointment, Lord God, given to each and every one of us where our steps will stop, our breath will cease, Father. So help us, Lord God, today to listen especially close. And here, especially, Father, may we be tuned in to the stillness of your spirit as it speaks. May we realize, Father, Lord God, the presence that is in this place. Father, Lord God, as Christians, Lord God, may we rejoice in that feeling. May we let it out, Father. God, but those who don't know you as their Savior, Father... May they feel the beckoning call from that spirit. So God, I pray today, Lord God, that we, your children, may be open and obedient to do your will. And in so doing your will, Father, your spirit will move through us. And when your spirit moves through us, Lord God, it reaches those who don't know what we have, who don't know what it is, but Lord, they will feel. God, I remember when I felt God, that need and that drawing. (laughs) God, I also remember what it was like to raise my head. (laughs) A brand new being, born again child of God. So, Father, this day, God, help us just to lay aside everything. God, that we may hear you today. We thank you, Jesus, and these requests we give to you. God, we know that you know them, and you know the ones that are on our hearts that weren't spoken. So, Father, we give those to you, and God, we just help us to know, Lord. You're in control, for we praise your name, Jesus. There are times in our lives when we have dreams, hopes, desires, and they get shattered. There are times in our lives where we're really hoping, we're really anticipating, we're really looking forward to whatever that might be that comes our way or 
and then something takes place, or what have you, and your dreams are shattered. I want to share with you, I put something in the bulletin over a month ago, and it just happened to surface today back there in the secretary's office. As I looked upon that, and I thought my title of my message would be, How God Can Turn Shattered Dreams into Greatness. And I happened to look down from the pastor's desk that was titled Shattered Dreams. That's how you kind of know that, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? See, when you wake up and you feel good and God's blessing and, oh, yeah. Well, let me read you this, okay? Larry Crabb in his book, Shattered Dreams. Okay, another word of saying your major letdowns in life. Our shattered dreams are never random. They are always a piece in the larger puzzle, a chapter in a larger story. Pain is a tragedy, but is never only a tragedy. For the Christian, it is always a necessary mile on the long journey to joy. The suffering caused by shattered dreams must not be thought of as something to relieve if we can endure or if we must. It is an opportunity to be embraced, a chance to discover our desire for the highest blessing God wants to give us, an encounter with Himself. Shattered dreams, letdowns, pain, and hardships are a beautiful reminder that our greatest desire, that living water, that real life. It's not about being blessed and life going well, but, but it's all about knowing God and being in His presence and that being enough. My friends, we look at our dreams and, and we think that we have great dreams and, and when they don't appear to turn out the way we think they would, we focus on ourselves, but we don't focus on the next page in the story. We don't focus on the bend around the road that you cannot see. I want to read to you today about a man named Zacharias found in the book of St. Luke, chapter 1. I believe what I'll do, I'm going to read just a little bit more maybe than usual today. Not that much, but I'm going to read the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. And then I'll just go back and make some points and what God's placed on my heart with that. So if you have found Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, okay, the New Testament, Chapter 1, I'm going to start reading in verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of, of the course of Abia, and his wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both, listen very closely, and they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord 
blameless. And they had no child. Because that Elizabeth was barren and they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn the incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without uh, the time of incense. And then, and then there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall shall turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before them in the spirit and power of Elias, Elias, and and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. And am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad things. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not be able to speak until the day of these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. In their season. Verse 21. And the people waited for Zacharias, and they marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, that he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he reckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his administration were accomplished, he departed and went to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus saith the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. I want to stop reading right there. Zacharias was a man, and his wife Elizabeth was a man, as it says, verse 1, and in the days of Herod and the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And now listen in 6, I mean in verse 5, now listen in 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. There are times when people in the end, just as Zacharias and Elizabeth, they had served God. 
They had obeyed God. They had done everything that God would want them to do. And they could be found blameless. Could you be found blameless in everything that God has wanting you to do? Could you be found in that way? But they continued daily on and on. But in their hearts and in their desires, they wanted a child. They wanted a child so much so because in the Jewish culture, a woman that was barren and had no children, it was like God put a curse on them. And not only that, because that was your social security, if you will, of our day. I remember my dad being raised in a, in a small uh, house way back, you know, when you get off the main road and you go onto the gravel road, when the gravel road stops, you get onto the, the dirt road, and at the end of the dirt road, where the road couldn't go no more, up on the side of the hill, steep as a cow's face, was a little house. And that's where Grandma and Grandpa lived. And Grandma and Grandpa lived way back there in the middle of nowhere, But dad was one of about eight children. He was the only boy. Yeah. He was the only boy. And, and the thing of it is, when you got old enough, I remember my dad telling me that he was so glad to get out of when you finally got to the curb where the blacktop road was, was the one-room schoolhouse, was the church across the road, and right there was the little general store. Uh, he said, I was so glad when I finally got to the eighth grade, through the eighth grade, I could get out of that one-room schoolhouse, and I could go, and I could go to Forge Ridge High School. And as he was preparing told me one day, he said, I asked my dad, am I going to be able to have shoes when I go to high school? And he said, son, you've had enough schooling. You're going to work on a farm now. You see, just as it was down in the south years ago, people had children because that was how it was going to help them in their older ages. I won't even go there today of what we do. But that's what it was done. So you either looked on as a curse, but you wanted children so that when you were old, they would be able to help take care of you because there were no subsidies of any kind. But they didn't have any children. They didn't have any children because Elizabeth was barren and they were well stricken, meaning well up in years. They were very getting up there in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest office before God, and in that day and time, Zacharias was one of the many priests. And if you will, they would rotate in their duties of what they would do. He was one of many priests, and he's still yet regardless. And God wasn't answering his prayer. You see what I'm saying? God, God didn't give him his answer, and he was well up in years, and he thinks, well, I guess this is how it's going to be. Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever think your dreams are shattered. And even when you think they are shattered, God is one who takes all the broken pieces and makes something great out of them. So he went into the office and he continued to do his duties as a priest. And his duty, and I think about this too as I've been reading this, 
I think how great this was that his duty at this time just happened to be to go in to the temple. He would go in there and he would burn the incense into the temple of the Lord. And when he did that, as the smoke started going out through the top there, through the temple, when the people would see the smoke from the incense, they would know it was a time to call to prayer. And they would go to pray. And they prayed. And they prayed. See, God put him. It just happened to be that maybe in his time of rotation, this time of rotation, God put him just in a place where he could talk to him. You know why? God will put you in a place where he can talk to you one-on-one. And that's where he was in this temple. Okay? He waited to where he could talk to Zacharias one-on-one. Sometimes God needs to get our attention. And sometimes God needs to get us into a place where we are not distracted by this or we're not distracted by others. But he gets us into a place where he can talk to us one-on-one. And of all the times and of all the occasions, he was in the temple and there appeared unto him the angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of the incense. There's a message there too. But there's a whole lot. Can you imagine right where, right where God put Zechariah? God put an angel to speak to him. You know what that was? That angel was the voice of God speaking. Today, you might say, does God send an angel? You know, I'm going to tell you that I believe, and of course there are angels. But I believe the voice that God uses today is the Holy Spirit that He put in our hearts. Is the Holy Spirit that He put into our hearts and our lives. And when we would listen to that Holy Spirit, oh my, oh my, how God could speak to us. Oh, how we could do great things. Oh, how we would see God move. But this angel spoke. And Zechariah saw him, and he was troubled. In other words, he was startled. And fear fell upon him, and the angel said unto him, Zechariah, Zechariah, fear not, fear not. Well, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard. How long had they prayed for a child? How long had they prayed... And they figured their dreams, their prayers had been shattered and no one, God wasn't going to answer them and so they would have to live with a void in their life. And it makes me think today, how many here today have a loved one that you're praying for and that you want to see in church and obeying God and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and you think God is going to uh, not hear your prayer and not answer your prayer, but don't give up. How many here today that think that maybe life has broken you and because life has broken you, you've given up on God himself? Life is not breaking you. Life is bringing you into a place where God can talk to you. Just like God brought Zacharias 
into that temple where he could speak to him. Whatever it is you're going through in your life, and you think that, why don't you answer me, God? Do you hear what it said? Uh, listen, it's just a mile on, along the journey to joy. My friend, we need to understand that God is working a plan in your life, and God has a plan for your life. And we need to understand that God's ways aren't our ways. His thoughts aren't our ways. Higher in the heavens are than the earth is His thoughts versus our thoughts. So we need to understand, Lord, not me and not what I want, but God, Your will be done. And even Jesus Christ prayed that one because He got human just like you and I. We get that way and we want God to answer our prayer and we want it now <laughs> we live in a society of immediate gratification immediate response and my friend if, you're, if your happy meal isn't ready that quick when you go through the drive through or your microwave doesn't uh, make things fast enough for you we get upset don't we we want everything right now and we want it now we don't want it. what God said wait upon the Lord yeah, wait upon the Lord. I'd sure rather a fixed biscuit today for, well, Pillsbury did. But I put them in the oven. As I brought out those gooey things out of the bag, and I looked at them about midway through, and they weren't done yet. I wouldn't want to eat one of them. But they're good when they're done, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you'll wait... If you'll wait till God says now, you'll see that it's worth it. That's what I'm saying. And you may be here today and God is saying now. Because God wants to speak to you. And he wants to tell you and he's trying to tell you. You need to listen. He said, thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Wow. And call his name John. Bear thee a son and call his name John. Now listen. And thou shalt have joy and gladness with many and shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. You see, great things are worth waiting for, aren't they? For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. If do you just listen to God, God's going to show you. You have a plan. I have a plan. But God's got the best plan. God's got the best thing, and he desires the best for you and I. But we need to listen as he speaks to our heart. For he told him, listen, and he shall be filled, he shall not drink wine or strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. God had a plan for John's life. God's got a plan for your life. You might feel that your life is broken. And listen, I want to tell you something. That's the only way you can come to God. Is broken. 
You might feel your life is just in shambles and there's no hope. That's the only way you come to God when you realize that in you dwelleth no good thing. In you there is no hope, but my hope is anchored in the steadfastness of God. Where are you today? in your life of shattered dreams, in your life of hopelessness. Where are you? Are you dwelling on the circumstances? Or are you trusting in God? (laughs) And many of the children, I've read this, I just want to read it one more time. And many (laughs) of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord. Many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before them in the spirit of power of Elias. That's just in the, in, in the working of God's spirit. And they saw how Elijah moved and he moved there. And Isaiah, they saw how they moved uh, 700 centuries before. They spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ. That's showing that power. And he said he shall go before in that kind of power. Yeah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and to the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow. You see, this was coming about by people realizing that their dreams, maybe they give up on them. Don't ever give up on your shattered dreams. Don't ever give up on your children. Don't ever give up on your mate. Don't ever give up on whatever God wants for you in your life. Don't get, ever give up and just because of the situation you're in that God doesn't have a plan in that situation that you're at. Don't ever give up. Well, here it comes. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? I am an old man and my wife is old too, well stricken in years. And the angel, (laughs) oh man, I hope you get the blessing I got out of this. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, I am Gabriel. Now listen, here it comes. That stand in the presence of God. I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and before the birth of Christ and and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, it just visited, did it not? So God would send a messenger, and that's what this angel, Gabriel. But do you hear what he said? I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I want to ask yourself a question. You don't have to raise your hand. Are you saved today? Are you saved Then I want you to read this verse this way. And I'll use my name and you use your name. I am Orbe Estep. I stand in the presence of God. Right? I am Mark Zirkel. I stand in the presence of God. Right? I'm David O'Reilly. I stand. You see what I'm saying? I stand in the presence of God. How do I know? Because God indwells me. 
He indwells me. He lives in me. He didn't send an angel to tell me that. He sent his son to die on a cross to offer a gift. And I received the gift of eternal life. And I accepted him. And he said he would dwell in me. I stand in the presence of God. You're going through a difficult time. You're not alone. You stand in the presence of God. Remember Hebrew boys in the midst of the fiery furnace were standing in the presence of God. Whatever you're going through in your life, whatever difficulty you're having, (laughs) you think your life is shattered and there's no hope. I'm going to tell you something when you hear God speak to you and you respond, you will say, I stand in the presence of God. Oh, just think about it. I stand. Gabriel said, I, I stand where God's at. I, I just... I wish I, I, I try to visualize so many things in my mind, and I, uh, my mind is just too small to comprehend all that Gabriel was saying in those words. <laughs> but I know when I feel him move, I know when I feel the presence of God move in my life. As a child of God, you know when you feel the presence of God move in your life. In the That song that says there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. (laughs) And I know that it is the presence of the Lord. What you're going through, I've been there too. So often, so often we fix our thoughts and our eyes and our mind and on the trial. So often we, we're so honed in on the hurt or honed in on the void that we can't see the hand of God working. A few more minutes. Oh, I'm Gabriel I presence of God. <laughs> You're going to hear more of that. Not today. But. And I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad things. Now I'm not saying this when I'm getting ready to say. I'm not saying this in a boasting way. But I'm telling you right now, I am sent to speak unto you <laughs> and to show you these glad things that God can do for you too. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. And we said, you're not going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to speak, Zechariah. Until the day of these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. You see, here was a man who was blameless. But as good as that was, the angel said, you're not believing me when I'm telling you. There are some here today, they hear these words and God is speaking to you and you don't believe them. You won't believe them because when God speaks, you won't do anything about it and you'll walk right out those doors and 
And that's how you'll be. That's how you'll be. But he went on over and he said this. And the people waited. Listen. And the people waited for Zacharias and they marveled that he tarried so long. Listen. In the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak to them. I'm telling you what, when you're with Jesus, <laughs> sometimes there just is no words, but we know why you couldn't speak. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. I'd say so. <laughs> For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration, or as soon as the days of, like I said, they would rotate, as soon as the days of his rotation was over, he accomplished, he departed and went to his home. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. Well, up in years. See, God works and does the impossible. That's what... I can't imagine. Parent here. When my children were born, I'd hold them for the first time. I couldn't imagine how a sperm of a man and a seed of a woman could bring forth a beautiful child. I couldn't imagine how that could happen. To me, that's impossible. But God does the impossible. God goes beyond what we know and are able to conceive in our own minds. And God says, let me show you what's possible. Well, we go on down. We know that John was born. But before John was born, Mary went to visit because a visit had been made to Mary. And Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, Elizabeth was pregnant. The baby John leaped in his mother's womb. You know why? (laughs) Word of God said he would. But he was standing in the presence of your will. In the presence of God. When you realize. (laughs) Where you're at. And know that God is with you. Being in the presence of God. Will change you. Being in the presence of God. Will strengthen you. And then I want to close with this. After 400 years of silence and the people were beginning to think something surely is about to happen, surely something, the Gospels are recorded. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John, bearing witness, bearing the truth. 
The same came for a witness to bear the witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Isn't that awesome today? So your dreams, your hopes, you feel like, I'm never going to get through this. Things aren't going to get any better. Maybe you feel like your life is in such a shambles right now that you don't know how or if you ever will get through. God has you here today to tell you the story you just heard. And He spoke to Zacharias. He spoke to you in a way that only He can. That you can hear what He wants to tell you about your story. You have a story. The person beside of you has a different story. The person beside of them has a different story. But God knows everyone's story. And he wants you to know you're in the presence of God. And God's asking you to simply respond as you stand today. If you're here today and you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't know him. You don't have that indwelling. I want you to say, come and say, Pastor, I need to have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in my life. Maybe you're here today and you need to join this church. Or you're here today. Whatever your need is, you just know God has spoke to your heart and he wants you to come and pray. I won't put you on the spot. You've seen that. I don't do that. It's not about me and what you have to say. It's about what God has to say to you and you have to say to him. So listen. If you're here, I want you to come. Whatever your need is, whatever that God's compelling you to do. Like I said, you can listen or you can leave, right? It's all there. Speaking to God and you're opening your heart and you're listening to God. But I want you today just to remember, you may feel that your dreams have been shattered not going to come through. Zacharias and Elizabeth had long given up on their dream. They had long given up on that hope and that desire. But God was there. Even when they felt let down, God was there. God was there to fulfill His plan in their life too. So don't forget that today. Don't forget that. Don't give up on that prayer. Don't give up on your life and what you think it is. So bow our heads. We'll be dismissed. Thank God for all of our visitors today. And I I want you to know I don't take it lightly when somebody visits with us. I truly mean that. And I hope you felt 
uh, blessed by people shaking their hand and saying hello to you. Okay? We do hope that you'll come back and visit us real, real soon. Bow our heads. Brother uh, Nick, will you dismiss us?